What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Roots Podcast. Today I have on Stefan Allen, aka Coach Bless. He's the founder and CEO of Courtside Recovery, a yoga recovery specifically for basketball players. He works with a variety of different levels, high school, college, the pros. Pretty much he'll probably be working with everybody in Atlanta shortly. It's just a matter of time. But Coach Bless, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Sean. Blessings, man. I'm excited to be here. We've been talking about this for a while. I'm actually happy that we was able to make, connect and make it work. Awesome. So let's go ahead and get started. I always start out with who is Stefan Allen, a.k.a. Coach Bless? Yes. Uh, Coach Bless, man. Long time coming for me. Uh, I've been in this basketball game for as long as I can remember. Um, being an athlete first, a player first, and then, you know, slowly starting to transition, finding myself, finding what I want to do with my life my purpose, my calling, and then stumble on a few laters. Still deeply, deeply connected with the game. Um, I think I get here as a collection of my career as a total. So uh, starting off with, you know, having a big love for the game of basketball, playing all my life, and then that turning into me being injured when I'm in college. And for me personally, that was the first time that I had dealt with the injury. Um, so before it was just kind of, you know, ball as everything, I'm not all the way focused on the other aspects of the game in terms of taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, making sure that, uh, you're ready to give as much as you're that you need to give at a certain level. And, um, you know, I think for every player, once the game is taken away from you, you are posed with the interesting question of, you just asked me, who are you now? You know, um, and that process looks different for everyone. But for me personally, uh, when I wasn't able to finish the game in the way that I wanted to, I was very hurt, you know what I'm saying? Um, kind of stopped playing basketball for a little bit. Uh, even, you know, I don't hoop no more. So you, you'll say those little things and um, they'll stick with you. So I think uh, that evolution of that energy, me um, being hurt by the game in a certain way, um, allowed me to fall in deeper. So a few years after that, I refined my love for the game it probably took a year, two years, uh, until that ball started bouncing again. Now I'm playing in rec leagues. I'm hooping. Um, I'm taking care of my body. I'm kind of reliving my college dream afterwards. And that's when I started to understand the different facets of basketball in terms of being as strong as I'm able to be, um, mentally being locked in, being engaged. And then I found yoga in the process of that. And when I noticed the differences of my game after I started doing yoga, that's when I was like, wow, uh, something in this yoga is, is, is definitely a secret booster. You know, at that time, I'm thinking like, man, this yoga is really giving me an edge. It's really giving me something that like um, I could really use for my game. So once I started seeing and noticing the difference in the game, that's when it made me interested in the craft of yoga. That shortly turned into me uh, studying and getting my yoga teacher training certificate which uh, really was a new journey for me at the time, a combination of all my skills together. I was already felt like I was a good guy, um, always had good energy, always wanted to spread some positive messages in, in certain ways. And when I found a creative way to do that with yoga, I got certified. After I got certified, I came home, worked with my basketball, my basketball team from high school, hit up my coach. Um, and when I worked with the team for the first time ever, that's when like I knew for a fact, wow, I got a, just a major rush in my body. Really, really crazy feeling. I could still feel that same feeling to this day. 
uh, my whole body just kind of lit up when I worked with my high school team for the first time. And I knew like, okay, I want to work with more basketball teams and I want to be specific for this group. Um, and I think anytime in your career, you kind of want to be a specialist if you want to have a high level of success because you have your niche, you have your field, you kind of know what audience you're looking to grab. And uh, when I feel like not only did I want to do that to most, I started to feel like, man, I'm the one that can actually uh, bring yoga to this craft and to this field in the most engaging way and the most inspiring way for the kids, for everyone I'm connected with. So it kind of like was a match made in heaven. And since then, I've just been rolling, connect with a lot of people, uh, talk to every basketball coach, player I ever played with, every note, and kind of start hitting the ground rolling. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Been receiving a lot of support. And now I'm able to work with uh, incredible organizations in the last few years. I've been able to work with uh, incredible kids, incredible coaches, all that support me, that support the mission that I'm on. And I've really been feeling like I've been able to help the game. I'm a basketball at Atlanta, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm excited to continue this journey as we climb up. So I hope that, hope that a good backstory. That, that was awesome. Um, I think a lot of good points I want to want to pull from there. One is you reinvented yourself, right? I shared a similar story with you where I, I was playing football collegially and my career was taken away because of several concussions I had, right? I could have kept playing, but yeah. at the end of the day, getting my education and making, making sure that I was going to have a longstanding career was going to be the, the priority and the goal for me so I can actually do something after I was done with sports, similar to yourself, right? Basketball was over. You can take two paths. Either you're going to take the path and woe is me. I don't have basketball. There's nothing I can do and take this path or <clears throat> basketball's over. How can I still stay relevant within the sport? What can I still do alongside with it? And how can I progress my career and go in the right direction, right? And obviously you took the direction that's putting you in the position that you are today. Um, second, I really fell in lo love with yoga probably a couple of years ago when, when COVID came around, we all know everyone was stuck in their apartments and houses and everyone was extremely stressed. And, you know, we, we also couldn't go to the gym. You had to get very creative with your activity and what you were doing within the, the small space that you were allowed. Yeah. Uh, and that's something, you know, me and my fiance did. And I, I personally still do 10, 15 minutes every single day, right. whether it's to help my mobility, my flexibility, whether I use it as a rehab tool, um, or also just, I think a lot of people don't understand the, the breathing aspect that comes to play with that. Okay. You know, when you, when you come off of, a, you know, usually I'll, I'll start my morning at five 30 in the morning. I'll stop around two o'clock. I'll give myself a two hour kind of midday and then come back for practice in the later afternoon. But that 10, 15 minutes is just almost like a reset. Yeah. For the second half of my day to mentally, physically get prepared for the practice or whatever I, else I have to do. Um, so a lot of great points in there, but to kind of go back to yoga, can you explain to the audience, what is yoga? Yoga, I love that question right there. Yoga is a practice uh, overall. And a lot of people, as soon as they hear yoga, they think about the postures, they think about the position, they could think about the, uh, the flow, the workout, the things that you get, you know, from the craft physically. Uh, but yoga is so much more than that. It's really a discipline. It's a lifestyle, it's a commitment to being present in the moment, a commitment to uh, having awareness for not only yourself, but for others. It is a, a basis, a, 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 
how do I say? It's a very big, it's a very big energetic placement in your life. And I think um, yoga helps you go within to understand who you are as a person, who you are, and how to shine that light of who you are onto others in a way that's pleasant and enabling the world to be a better place. So um, sitting and breathing and thinking about your life is essentially yoga. Being able to be connected to things that you're doing, actions that you're doing um, fully and super engaged where your mind is not drifting left and right is yoga. Uh, so the craft of staying present in the moment Essentially, I think that's what the total explanation of yoga is. And then the postures, the flow, the challenge that you get when you're actually moving through those things is a way to practice, again, a practice, is a way to practice settling the mind, a way to practice staying anchored, being in control of, I want to say being in control of your emotions, but being in control of the feelings and the, 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 the results that you have after those emotions. So yoga in totality is a is a way to practice bringing yourself in this moment and, and enjoying it and appreciating it and loving it as you go through so i think that's what to yoga is and if you're doing that on a physical level you're going to appreciate it physically if you're doing it for an emotional level you appreciate it emotionally if you're doing it for a spiritual level you appreciate it spiritually um and that breaks down into all sports all people um, no matter what, if you breathe in, you you definitely be into yoga. Um, so overall, that's what it's about. And then in the athletics world, it fits right in hand to hand. So could you give us a little bit of an explanation? Of how how do you apply it into that into that setting? Okay, like, well, definitely. Do you do it on a court? Do you do it in a weight room? Do you do it like definitely. where 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 one where can you do yoga? Two, yeah. how do you specifically apply it? Yeah. And then maybe three. What what is the athlete? I know you mentioned some of those key terms there. What does the athlete get out of doing yoga on a daily, weekly, or just regular basis? Got you, got you, got you. So one, the first question was where can you uh, where can you do yoga? So you can do yoga anywhere, but I would say usually doing yoga in a place of peace is a a way that you can gain a lot more benefit from it. So. It's funny that basketball players, I work with a lot of basketball players. You feel what I'm saying? That's where my, that's where my groove at. And for their piece, essentially is the court. You know, we use that place as a place to uh, free our mind, to go all the way in, to find something we can over pour in and pour our passion and our love into. So for them, even using the basketball court is a good place because that's where they, that's where they get their muscle and bustle in. That's where they get their love from. Um, but yoga could be done anywhere. So for a regular person, Getting up, like you said, you do it 10, 15 minutes every morning. For some, I think they'll benefit more if you do that in the same space everywhere. So even that space energetically is waiting there for you for that 10, 15 minutes. Once you leave there, or even once you walk into that space, you kind of already, your body already starts to feel that feeling of, ah, this is my, you know, this is my safe haven. This is where I come to relax and, and ease and flow. Um, in a, in a setting with athletes specifically, man, uh, athletics these days, especially at a younger age, is much more expectations, you know, much more um, much more pressure to perform, which isn't a bad thing. It just kind of is what it is. And with those pressures happening at an early age, with you being able to be ranked at an early age, with you being able to, uh, you know, potentially change your life and change your family's life at an early age, that's a lot that comes with that, not only for the player, but for the adult that's pouring into that player. 
Um, and sometimes a child is not only getting his own expectations that he has to fight through and make sure that he's on point with, he's also getting the expectations of, you know, his family. It could be a mother, it could be his father, it could be, uh, the, you know, the uncle that's making sure that he's good. But you're also carrying those weight, those expectations on you too. And sometimes it can be a lot. Uh, for young men, especially because I work with a lot of young men, we're not always taught to uh, express those emotions outwardly. You feel what I'm saying? We're not always taught yeah. to and that's, communicate those things. And that's something that on the podcast I'm going to try to bring on either sports mm-hmm. psychologists, mental conditioning right. coaches to, to definitely try to go deeper into the emotional part because I'm sure you oh. see it as well. I mean, that's becoming more of a huge topic um, Definitely. that's arising amongst you look at NBA players specifically, I think there was just something that was it John Wall, I feel like yep. I just saw. Definitely. Um, yep. I mean, but lots so of players are are speaking about it. They're talking about getting help, um, how important it is, you know, just because you are a man or a young man or a teen or, or whatever it may be, you yep. know, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Right. Right. You should right. be able to express your emotions in a way to be able to get things off of your chest and right. not have to hold everything inside and not just be the the tough person 24 yes. you know 1000 percent. as as we got brought up and i'm sure it probably happened to you when you were getting coached up like yeah. be tough just deal with it yeah. you know, don't worry about that now we'll figure it out later and you know the more that accumulates over time and the more you suppress a lot of those those negative things it's it's going to blow up at some point in time 100%. we've seen on tv your social media or in a, in a variety of different platforms and it ends up not being what we want it to be. And then that player ends up suffering for it, especially in our day and age now with social media. You can't you can't really do much nowadays because people will find out within seconds and then it's going to get broadcasted within a day and everyone's going to know what's going on. 1,000%, 1,000%. And there must be a way to combat with those things that we feel. And Mm -hmm. I think yoga is a fun outlet for that as well as journaling or taking a walk in the park or playing a different sport that you may love. And it kind of like, it's not as serious, but maybe you use that time to you know express or feel free. Um, finding healthy ways to create those outlets on the emotional level will really help you, I think, stay in that groove and perform a little bit higher and in rhythm as you, as you would like to do. And that's on the emotional level. On the physical level, I think with athletes, basketball specifically, there's so many movements in the game. Um, and you, with your background, you know exactly how those movements correlate to the game. And if they're not clean or if you um, are overcompensating in certain ways with your body, it will cause injury or will cause you not feeling well in certain places, which will cause imbalances basically over time. Mm-hmm. And with those imbalances, they can really hurt your you know, athletic ability as well as your ability to be explosive or sustain and endure an entire season. So with all of that, you know, beating on the body, I wouldn't say beating on the body, but you have to be very strong essentially to make sure that you're healthy for an entire basketball season. Resilient and is the word. <laughs> in the world. If, how, how can you stay on the court and how can you be resilient? You know, everyone's going to be, never, no one's ever 100%. You know, eighty-one day, ninety-one day. Maybe you're seventy yeah. percent. Like, how big is the game determines you're going to play or not? You know, what's the sports medicine team going to allow you to do and not to do? But at the end of the day, what can the support staff do to allow you to be able to stay as healthy as possible to stay on the court? Because at the end of the day, media, your team, yep, family, whoever it is, 
they want to see on the court and they and the athletes typically want to be on the court. So if, if you're really serious about the game, right. Definitely. That's one reason why I brought you on is you're utilizing every tool possible that's around you to be Definitely. able to keep you on that court. 1000%. And it's your responsibility too. So as not, as you do have a team of all professionals ready there to help you uh, day in and day night, make sure that you get is it's so, so, so much your responsibility to make sure that you're good and you see it on every level, whether it's high school, uh, great high school teams or college teams. When a man goes down, it's usually next man up, you know, uh, and very so little times you see them baby the player to, oh, man, I want to make sure you're going to PT. I want to make sure that you're doing this. I want to make sure that you're doing that. Um, very rarely do you see, you know, the whole staff care about that. Now that may go on for a week or two, but if you're, let's say you're a player that's not going to PT because you got injured or you're not going to, you know, uh, therapy as frequently as you're supposed to be doing or doing those, all those little things, staying off your feet, all those little things to show coach that you're so ready to engage to come back, man, you get left by the wayside. And then that's when you learn like, wow, okay. So I'm supposed to be good and you'll, you can either play the victim role or, or not, but the reality is, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're good, or usually it's next man up in it. That's that's exactly how it is in this game. Um, it's about choices. You can't, about cho- you can't be blaming other people and saying that, yeah, I'm not going to do this, or it's this person's fault. Ultimately, you're, you're waking up every day, and you're, everything that you decide to do is, is your choice. Not okay. To show up, to not show up, to eat, to not eat, to go to sleep early, to not go to sleep early. I mean, all that's basically going to be whether you want to do it or not. So, you know, some of those athletes just get into that, that mindset or that thinking pattern. And sometimes it's not their fault, right? It's, it's a, yeah. an environment that they were fostered and put into. And, you know, if they had certain people surrounding them that also continue to push those different behaviors, you know, a lot of times it takes certain people to get to push them out of that or get them yeah. to see that there's an other side that's going to make you or take you to that next level that you need to go to. Definitely, especially for young players. You know, uh, we're younger, so sometimes we understand, we get a little faster, sometimes you don't. It takes personal experience for those things to happen. But yoga is definitely a tool to keep you mobile, you know, keep your mobility at a high level so that way you're able to move as freely as you want. You're, the body itself is very good at conserving energy, so um, using as less energy as possible to get the same task done. And when you can understand that, that's why the body overcompensates for certain things because it wants to, if, you're back, if your lower back is hurting, you have to pick something up, it's gonna extend the arm a little bit longer. So that way you can take the pressure off your lower back because it's doing that action easier. So when yes. you're balanced and you're moving from your core in totality, now everything you're doing is in a much easier and freer way. And I think yoga, especially when you're doing it with uh, intention to help athletes, it really kind of increases that overall core work overall mobility and then the awareness of staying balanced because there's a certain posture that you can keep no matter what position you're in to make sure that everything is balanced and lined up in turn using less energy when you're balanced and lined up and when you do that over a game over a series over a month over a week over a year of using good posture you've now done a whole year's work easier I don't know if you're still with me but it's, it's doing it easier because the posture is lined up and now um, you're less tired after games. You feel what I'm saying? You're less fatigued because you're you're using a certain amount of energy, which lines up with your natural position. Your body's gonna it's the the best compensator in the world. It's it's gonna <laughs> find a way if if you're hurt or injured or something's wrong or something's off balance, your body's gonna find a way to get through it because you still have to do 
basketball, for example, like you still got to go on the court. So if that means I got to use your left hamstring more instead of your left glute, because your your hips off or something's wrong, your black, your back, then I'm probably going to use the left hamstring more, but now I'm not firing in one part of my body. That's going to cause an issue. And whether that's the, on the other side of my body or continue to cause an issue up or down the chain, whether it's your knee, your ankle, your back, your shoulder, whatever it might specifically be. And that's why if we're not utilizing a lot of these different tools that are available, right, then that compensation becomes to the point where it becomes a longstanding injury or something worse that we don't want it to be. And then now you're not in the court and we all know we're not in the court. That's a whole nother issue. Yeah. yeah. It's a game within a game. And you got to understand that you are playing it and you want to be trying to play it at a high level. And I think that goes into that last piece, was, piece which is, you know, physically, we talked about emotionally, I believe, for a quick second and how it can help you, you know, process the things and the pressures that you have to deal with. Just talked about physically, how you're able to move and create. But I think also mentally, you know, being able to engage and lock in um, is a certain aspect that you notice all great players. Um, they have that. They have that keen ability to be able to, 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 to completely lock in and to know the scout report day and night and to know which what players are shooting, which players. I mean, it's, it's a constant level of focus that you have to apply in order to really see the heights of the heights of this game. And I think um, we talked about, you talked about breathing for a quick moment, breathing, being able to connect with your breath, being able to use that as an anchor to help you lock in your focus mentally can really help you take strides in this game. Um, and I think that's like one of the last pieces you talk about physically, mentally, um, and then emotionally, but mental specifically, like being able to lock in on one thing and hold that focus without the mind, you know, multitasking or holding two things at one time. Super, super important and valuable skill. I think focus is a skill much like ball handling, much like dribbling, much like passing. And when you can practice the art of growing your fur, growing your focus, the same way that you practice your ball handling, your skill work, um, that focus can grow and it can get stronger. And then over time, you can really use that as a, as a skill. You know, you can use that as a skill. And especially if you're in a situation like even just to give the audience like an example, yeah. like let's say you're in the fourth quarter, the guy you've been playing against the whole entire time and just talking trash the whole entire time. You're tired and exhausted, but you're the main guy. You scored 30 points. You're down by five. Yeah. Right. And then let's say who knows how many fans are in the audience screaming all at one time like that. That's a lot of external stressors coming yeah. at you at one time. So if you don't have the right, positive self-talk or mindset or thinking in that specific moment or breathing in that specific moment to be able to refocus and reconcentrate on the task you have, which is we're down five. I need to score seven to get us up. Maybe more if we have to, to stop some of the scoring that they're putting in the bucket. Right. And it's like, can I control all of those different things around me at one time? And if I can't, probably you're going to self-destruct, you're going to lose, or those one or two seconds with the time that you have left in that fourth quarter to possibly win the game, you weren't able to take advantage of it. Yes. Because you, yes, were, yes. you were in the headspace for that moment to focus on the tasks that need to be done. And it's super important. You know, it's critical. This, this game is a business at one point, and you hear in the business of basketball, every possession matters. So think about that concept of every possession matters. That ball is so valuable. 
that you don't want to you you want to make sure that you stay in tune with it that you stay connected with that ball because every possession is valuable every possession in turn in life is valuable mm -hmm. and every moment is helping build you to be stronger and stronger for the next moment or for your total purpose in life or in in the game so like you said being down five and really um feeling the, the heat of the crowd really hearing your coach's voice in your ear from the sideline when you can really be engaged in the moment and not thinking about oh man uh hopefully i don't mess up or hopefully i don't get this turnover but instead you feeling all those emotions in your body and instead of pushing them out you really feel those things you really use that moment to and then okay boom you're in the pressure you're in the fire at that moment you're down five in the fourth you're in the fire and when you can really truly be engaged and be in that fire that intense that uh, those moments really help sharpen you. It's like sharpening a blade and they help you for, let's say, uh, let's say now you're not in that fourth quarter no more, you're a grown man, you got kids and it's a big uh, pressure situation for your family that you have to make. Because you were engaged in that moment in the fourth, you know what a high intensity moment feels like. You know how to make decisions under pressure and those things that you learn from there, if you're fully engaged, if you learn, those be those same tools that you learn when you're in the real world and you have to make that move for your family or you have to make that move to decide whether you're going overseas or you're going to stay in the States and, you know, wait a little longer for your opportunity, whatever it is. But being fully engaged in those moments, again, all those moments stack up and help you in the game of life, which that is super important when you're understanding the, the qualities that you get from the game of basketball. That's that's why the great thing about sports is stuff you're going to learn in sports, most of it's going to apply over to – your life at some, at some, at some point in time. 1,000%. 1,000%. And when you can be a true student of the game, um, of the sport that you're playing, you essentially become a true student of life. And I think that allows you to understand, you know, the, it's, a, it's a long game that you're playing, man. And these moments shape you. And these moments help you. These moments are to make you stronger. Yep. And having that mentality that, like you said, that positive talk in your head helps you get through these moments and enjoy them. Essentially, this life is to be enjoyed, and when you can understand that every moment is for that, and, and that goes back to what, more freely. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier: is just injuries are unpredictable. You, you literally never know when it's going to pop up. You know, a lot of younger athletes think like, "Oh, it's never going to happen to me. I'm never going to get injured." Yada yada yada. But I mean, I mean, we both went through it. Both of our careers in college yeah. were quite short because of injuries. You know, it's coming from from two people right here on this podcast, and you don't know when it's going to be you. So, you need to cherish every moment you have to play sports because the amount of time you do have to play sports is a very small and short window. Oh, man, without and, and crazy to say that I've learned something from every injury that I've had in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So. It's crazy. We move so fast. You know, we have this thing in our head all the way built out. You know, we got everything lined up for us um, in our mind, at least that we think everything is going to go according to plan in our mind. But every level, I remember even when I was young and, and it was my foot or when I got older, and it was my, you know, the big injury, my shoulder that kind of put me out. Uh, I've learned from every moment I have taken that, that, that injury. So right after that, you know, the game stops after you get injured. You can't, uh, go to practice as much, or if you do, you're kind of sitting on the side, you know, um, it's like, what is, what are you supposed to learn in that time frame of you being injured? Because I promise you that it, it may seem like it happened for no reason. Oh, why me, man? It's something that you're supposed to learn during that, during that time. That's something you're supposed to learn during that. Maybe your gratitude for the game grows during that little period 
of sitting down on the side. Maybe you realize, man, my energy could be a little bit higher when I'm out there. I, I didn't realize how blessed I was to be able to run up and down and play with my friends and do what I love all day, you know? Um, or maybe for me, when I got in college, I got injured, I switched my major. Woke up and realized, man, you know what, do I want to study, study communications? Yeah. Uh, let me switch my major a bit. And it's, it's, the, it's those times of injury where, okay, let me assess, let me realign, let me see, um, I got a clear head to think. Let me see what, what I really want. And in those moments, if you can use that injury to dig deep and see what lesson them can I learn through this time, it makes that process a little bit more um, a little bit more enjoyable. I wouldn't even say use joy, but a little bit more uh, able to devour that lesson uh, and to withstand that or endure that time that you're going through that, man. So lesson in those injuries. And if you can open your mind up to it, the answers are there. Cause, Cause a lot of times you, you don't have time to think you're yeah. playing, you're playing. I mean, I play sports from seven years old, right. And, and your schedule ba basically comes down to school <laughs> practice right. games. Yeah. You, you got training in there somewhere, some kind of strength yeah. training, maybe other extra additives to that. I mean, your day is, is, is full. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get the chance to just take two steps back and to actually assess, especially with athletes. Now they don't stop. It's just like they're playing all year round. It's just go, go, go. And they don't have the time to breathe at times. Or And sometimes maybe it's it's not them. Sometimes the parents are pushing them to do stuff all times. Or vice yeah. versa, the kids do want to do stuff all yeah. the time. So there needs to Both be ways. definitely a space in your year where take a step back and just be a kid. Or just enjoy your life. Or 1, you don't have to play sports 12 months out of the year. It's It's okay to not do something. It's okay to sit on your couch and watch Netflix for four hours and not do something Yeah. because guess what? Most of the athletes, I mean, you know, some that I work with, they're basically have a part-time job of just exercise like 20 yeah. to 30 hours a week. And, and sometimes it's, it's hard for them to flip the switch to shut off Yeah. and just stop and know that it's okay to just stop and not do something. 1000%. And it's, it's almost even viewed as a bad thing to take a pause or to to really sit down and kind of see what's going on with your life and how you want things to be. Um, to your point on that, that's why it's so important, I think, to implement ways that you can feel that little peace, um, even if it's weekly. That's why I think a weekly yoga session for athletes comes so great, because for that hour, you're switching up the pace. You're not um, game speed, everything. You're not a uh, high pressure, you know, you're kind of even willing it all back. Hey, this hour's for you, your mind, your body. You have nothing else to think about. You have no worries. You have no troubles. Take this time for yourself. Just breathe and relax. And when you can do that on a weekly basis, or even if it's not weekly, consistent to whatever you feel like is good for your body and your needs at the time, when you're consistent with that, you don't have that buildup. So all that work, 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 work is going to build up. And that's where we feel like um, I need a vacation. You know what I'm saying? We'll say things like, I need a vacation. And then you feel like you have to go to Florida or have to go on vacation to get that one little, <sighs> that breathe, that relax. But no, yeah. that, that could be there every week if you allow time and space for that every week. If you allow an hour for you to sit down, maybe journal. Um, I'm, I'm using different ways that you can use instead of just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I would say a couple of things you mentioned, you know, yeah. yoga, go for a walk, right? sit down and relax. Like there's, there's right. lots of, 
there's lots of things, quote unquote, you can still do that involves moving. Mindfulness, yep. And mindfulness, but isn't high intense, high level activity. Right. But right. still mentally feels like you're doing something because I feel like athletes want to continuously keep doing something. So there's lots of recovery modalities or things you could do to recover and move, but it's actually going to help you rather than let's go do another pickup game for two hours, which could essentially harm you because the load and intensity of that on top right. of everything you've already done for the week probably isn't going to be the most advantageous thing to do. 1000%. And you also have to factor in the feeling of the, the idea of feeling fresh, right? So a lot of times even the mind has to feel fresh in order to compete at a high level. And when you feel like you're drained or you feel like your energy is not as high or as refreshed as you want it to be, you may, it may take you uh, a half of basketball to kind of wake up from that. You know what I mean? It may take you a first quarter to shake loose to kind of like, okay, let me get my energy back right. I have, I have long back-to-back -back nights. And, you know, the travel and the plane, I wasn't able to sleep as, as well as I would like to. So energetically, I'm feeling kind of tired. Um, but as you and I know, that first quarter, that could be crucial. You know what I mean? You could basically lose the game in that first quarter. You don't really have that that luxury to come Stop. in and say, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't got that luxury. You can't, you can't come in low energy. If you come in low energy, it's either going to affect your teammates, that's going to affect you, that's right. going to affect the overall game. I mean, it's like you take nutrition, right? You don't start your, you don't sleep very well the night before and you don't start your day with breakfast. Yeah. Well, that's probably going to determine a lot of the, the actions or how you feel your energy levels or whatever may be going into the rest of your day, whether you think about it or not, like all those things essentially are connected. It, it, it is all very much connected. So on the flip side of that, you wake up, you had good rest, your body's feeling somewhat, you know, fresh. Maybe you got to stretch in the day before, or you got to stretch in right before you woke before you went to sleep now you're waking up boom you get your breakfast in you get your water and you just feel you know very much great today mm -hmm. that very much well is going to go on into the play that you have this afternoon or that evening or how you go out there and compete and, uh, and uh and play at a high level that feeling of feeling prepared feeling relaxed feeling not anxious feeling like you can connect into you know the moment a little deeper allows you to perform at a high level. So that feeling of feeling good is so important. And I try to bring that into every single session that I do. I want you to make sure that when you leave for Coach Bless, when you leave from our session, that you walk away not only feeling good um, physically, and you worked with me before, so you know not only feeling good physically, but even mentally and spiritually, you have a little clarity. You have a little moment of, man, okay, I feel like I'm ready to conquer whatever comes in front of me. And that feeling of feeling good is invaluable, you know, it's really, really, um, man, it's really, it's really one of one. And I pride myself on players coming to get um, a little bit lighter um, mentally, physically, emotionally, when they leave me feeling good. And I think that's like a big key of performing at a high level is that act of feeling good. No matter whether you score 20 or score five, as long as you're in that mode, you know that you helped your team to get that win you know that your value is not placed on how many buckets you drop or how many highlights are after the game, but your value is placed on how you uh, send your energy out as a person and how the world receives it. And then you live in your dream and your skill all in alignment with that. Um, so that's a major part of the work. And I think the, the great thing at the end there is just, you get that quick win with the athlete, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, if the athlete felt better, 
after an hour after your session. And they're like, man, like I felt a lot more relaxed mentally, physically. I'm for sure going to come back next week because this made me feel a certain way that I like to feel. I like to be in that same position again, which yeah. a lot of times with the athletes, that's if you can get the quick win, that's where you're going to get in the buy in pretty fast to come back for some more. 1000%. Continue to provide quality, man, on a high level. And everything will take care of itself. Well, Coach Bless, I really appreciate you having you on. Um, a lot of great information that we have in here today. If guys, if you want to contact him, my my content information, Coach Bless's contact information will be down in the show notes for you guys to contact either of us. If you have any questions, concerns, want to reach out to him. If you're in Atlanta and want to get a yoga session, um, Coach yes. Bless all over the place at all the different universities and, and organizations that are here that resolve or are around basketball specifically. Um, so I'm sure he would definitely be love, love to contact with you guys. Any last words you have before we pop out? Uh, I just want to say thank you, man, to the Roots Podcast. Thank you, Sean. Uh, this felt like a regular conversation with us, man. Every time we talk, we always get there. We always try to leave with some food that each of us can go on and smile with. So I feel the same way that I do right now when we talk and on a regular and we leave. But I would say to any kid out there, man, just continue to follow your dream. Continue to follow your passion. Um, this life is not as as linear as we think in terms of think of something positive and go there. So you got to be able to go through the ups and downs. And if mentally you're strong enough to go through it, you'll enjoy the process, man. Fall in love with the grind and find yourself. So thank you to the podcast, man. I'm excited about this one. Appreciate you.